All right. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get the thing going. We've had uh, a lot of great guests um, on our podcast in the past. They've all had promising comedy careers, stand-ups we really respect. Today, we have a podcast who made it here, not by merit, but by literally telling me that she would break up with me <laughs> if uh, anyone else was allowed to correct the Harry Potter episode. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, please welcome Christy McShane. <laughs> That'd be a fun podcast twist. <laughs> I've been dating your mother this whole time. Uh-huh. Is that your mom's name, Christy? Christy McShane, spelled I just like know a... her by boob job McShane. So okay, well, <laughs> that's well, her Facebook name, um, <laughs> which I disagree with. But you know, we share a lot of differences in political stances. Uh, amount of fake, I don't know. Uh huh. That's uh-huh. that's uh, my my girlfriend Brenna. Mm. Is introduce yourself over there. We'll probably just call you Charlie's girlfriend in the uh, episode title. I don't know that that's... I don't know that you need to use my full name. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's just promising career in other avenues. That... Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, big in the, the handbag industry. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Style icon. Taking over well, for Kate Spade. Right. Too soon? Too no, late. Not, we'll release this in a few weeks, so... Okay. Okay. So, uh, welcome to the pod, Brenna. What, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what episode did you have a problem with? Well, I had a problem with it before you even put it out because I knew Charlie claims he has way more knowledge of Harry Potter than he really does. But I was so excited when I finally heard you guys did Harry Potter. So I'm here to correct Harry Potter. Well, I have read all seven Harry Potter books. So Allegedly. I think uh, any complaints are a little unfounded compared to some of our past episodes. I haven't even read Muhammad Ali yet. I did a whole mm-hmm. episode on him. So Harry Potter, one of our more accurate episodes. Ooh. I mean, accurate in the sense that you spent 27 minutes talking about the first book, and then <laughs> there's not a ton for me to correct in books two through seven, as you spent about one sentence describing each one of those. It's hard to get things so, yeah, wrong if I you mean, don't address them. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, not everyone has the talents to boil a book down to one sentence, uh, but hey, not everyone has my talents, so... Right, right. I do want to say thank you for finally allowing me to be on the podcast after a year of begging... And I want to start out by saying I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and I wanted to protect the integrity of the podcast and my pride as a Harry Potter fan. So I did not Google my fact checks, except for one thing, because I wrote a, I wrote a report on J.K. Rowling. Was it my mom's boobs? Did you Google no. the double fact check that? Because it came out pretty heavy-handed. No, I wrote, I wrote a report on J.K. Rowling in eighth grade, so I was pretty confident on my knowledge of her mm-hmm. but you were so adamant that she lived in a van yep. that i started doubting my own knowledge. it may or may not have been by a river it was she never lived in a van adam has brought up a not I'm even a, like say. a camping trip once well, i can't speak to her camping trips but i mean she was very poor it was a rags to riches type situation okay there you go but she never lived in a van it was a rag stock to, to riches she lived in a van. No. I was told she lived in a van. Vans to bus situation. Mm-hmm. I think she did write a significant portion of it in like coffee shops and on buses and stuff. But uh, Buses are just like larger vans. Yeah. Public vans. Living on them and spending time on them are different. Things, yeah. Huh? All right. Well, one of our most popular Adam S. Chuck podcast facts, <laughs> J.K. Rowling lives in a it van. It comes up in a surprising amount of non-Harry Potter yeah, it really does. <laughs> episodes. 
All right, so you're telling us that may or may not have been true. She is from England, correct? She, is she British? She's some somewhere in Europe. I'm fairly certain it's okay. England, but yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> um, the other big fact I wanted to correct, but then doubled back on, is that you were so adamant that Hermione has red hair. Mm-hmm. All the Weasleys definitely have red hair. Mm-hmm. Hermione marries into the Weasley family later, but Hermione... And then inherits the red hair, as women do. With hair color. Is that not correct? You take my name and you take my salt and pepper hair product. So, does the book even specify or is this what the movies do is decide these sort of things? And that's a good point because I read the books after I watched the first movie. So, I had already had Um, these ideas of what these characters look like after mm -hmm. I had seen the first movie. Hot children. Mm -hmm. I did have a... Large attraction to Ron Weasley my entire time. Interesting. Very... not good looking dude. I would no, say. We, we can yeah, agree I don't, disagree. Was he supposed to be were either of them supposed to be good looking? Is anyone from Britain supposed to be good That's looking? A good question. Okay. It, I would say he's I the I mean toad. Cedric Diggory, who you whose name you butchered well, later on in the podcast, was pretty attractive. It's a character name or an actor? He called him Finnegan the entire time. Ced, Cedric Cedric D- Diggory is the Diggory. character who okay. dies in the Triwizard Tournament. Is this like a like a like a John Cobbler? Like, was he a diggery? Was that a, a, a occupation in the oh, in the Wizarding World? He was a kid. World? He was a kid. He didn't have an occupation yet. Oh, okay. In some countries, <laughs> kids can but have anyway, occupations. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So Chinese back to the hair color. Back to the hair color. So everyone's pretty convinced that Hermione has brown hair until the play, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and came out a couple of years ago. The right. Cursed Child. Was yeah. It, that was. So, J.K. Rowling, I think, kind of helped write that, but didn't do the whole thing. But it's a play based on Harry Potter, the Harry Potter world. And in that, Hermione is black. And so, everybody was up in a tiz because they think Hermione looks like what she was portrayed in the movies mm-hmm. and not black. And then J.K. Rowling tweets, well, I said she was smart and had frizzy hair. I never gave you a description that she was white and had brown hair. You know, you guys were just all assuming because she was smart and had frizzy hair that this is what she looked like. When in reality, that she could have been a black woman. The Did whole anyone time. comb through these books and fact check? I don't think so, but I'm. I mean, I don't know that she was. J.K. Ever... never said, and so then this white bitch went down. To the... <laughs> I bet one chapter she slipped up. Because I, I found a spelling error in book five. I don't know if you remember that. I do Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I said Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say so. J.K. Rowling was picturing her character. One of the main characters is black. The whole novel and never addressed the racism towards her. Very progressive oh, on J.K. Rowling's part. I'll agree. Also, I do want to mention, uh, because I have a, a knack for outing myself, I remember finding that spelling error reading on my mom's bed, but I was way too old to be on my mom's bed. Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know I'll agree I with you. I don't have any, I can't shed light on why you were there. But uh, okay. Well, I don't think Charlie has the most authority on saying what he was too old to do when he was oh, a child. Oh, yeah. Do we want to talk about that at all? Since our roast didn't get recorded. Hmm. Charlie's disappointing. Okay. Um, I don't know what you all are. I'll let you you tell people about your dietary preferences. Charles? I breastfed until the age of four. And I don't know why I get so many fingers pointed at me for that. I think it's a good... It's why I've got such a big head these days. (laughs) I made it all the way to six foot due to some extra HGH. And I'd like these (laughs) stairs to stop. Okay. I don't think people are staring at you for what they think you're staring at. I thought you meant the other kind of stairs. I'm like, is, is, does I feel like there's more stairs climbing oh, where you need to be with this hanging over I your head? I also like less stairs. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> More escalators. You heard it here first. Okay, so let's get into these specifics of book one. You're you're telling me I got a plot point. Or it was two a short wrong. book. Did, every book got longer. Is that true? I mean, here and there. Yeah. I mean, you. So you at one point said that you thought the fifth book was where it started getting really long and too daunting, which was, it was really the fourth book that was one of those really okay. hefty. I actually read the fourth. Did you? And I thought part the of the fifth. Was a good one. The I fifth, it. I will say, and I have had people disagree with me, I think it's the worst of all seven books. Okay. It is, it is boring, in my opinion. Yeah. I remember reading it the first time and closing it and thinking, what did I just so read? What, what, wow. what, what makes a, a book geared for teens, I want to say, boring? I would, I mean, even say it was children. At that, I mean, at that point, it's a lot of... Um, administrative work in book five so you mentioned how at one point you thought that she had no plan after writing book one and just kind of went with it at that point i completely disagree i think a lot well i'm going to continue to agree with what i initially said you can think that based on what you've given people to believe is harry potter based on what you said but you left off so much of the intricate plot points in the last few books that really ties back to the first and second and third books. I think she's doing a little reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. Classic. I don't uh, think it's. I don't think it's possible with how much she set up. There's just, just so much. It's not even like it's one plot point that's woven into it. It's just so many different things. She reverse she never, engineered that van. She reverse engineered these novels. Uh, she reverse engineered that van into a public bus to gaslight me. That's all she did. <laughs> that and wrote seven books okay so book one i think i got it right in that he gets declared a wizard and ends up in wizard school and then at book at age 11 yeah you keep talking about how he's 10 i mean let's go through the little, oh my little god bit. if we're oh, gonna well, split hairs on well 10 so that's what these 11. three pages hey of I, I grew a lot of extra hairs between 10 and 11 don't <laughs> ask me where they were one of the other things you brought up in in book one because it, it does get brought up but it is kind of explained is you asked how a baby defeated the most powerful wizard in... Yeah, I'd still like to know that. Oh, well, Charlie answered you and said love, that it was love, yeah. The speed of love. Which is a very boring plot point. It's not mm-hmm. the... It's, it's like the most classic book trope you could possibly use. It's yeah, but good another word versus classic evil. classic is cliched. <laughs> when, but yeah, but it's also geared for children. You have to remember that. In a world of magic love wins, yeah. there's love in the muggle world. What does muggle love get? <laughs> Muggle love <laughs> driving me bad. Is that what we're doing? Uh-huh. Yeah, but I mean, think of like that's such a beautiful idea, though. Is that the one thing that can defeat the most hated and hate-filled person or creature in the world is love? Uh, snooze fast. It's for kids. The book is for kids, and that was one. The other thing I wanted to bring kids up: kids don't know what love is. Love is they just it'll do as step. It, love it will rip your heart out and step on your soul, squash your dreams, yeah. and. Smash your potatoes and your pumpkins. Did she call you today, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you brought up after Harry's parents were killed out of love that he stayed with the most awful people that he could have stayed with, his aunt and uncle mm-hmm. and cousin, the Dursleys. The Dursleys. Uh, the Dud- yeah. The Durs- Dud- Dudley Dursley was his Dudley name? Dudley Dursley. Dursley. Oh, Some boy. Brilliant writing by Van Woman. Okay, when you, yeah, when you introduce names, chapter one, and one of the first five names people hear is... Dudley Dursley, that is cl- me closing the book. Yeah. Well, he's not supposed to, to be like. Look at this fat muggle, Dudley Dursley. Muggle, Dudley Dursley. Like, but so it wasn't, it was well, intentional. Well, it sounds like I'm choking on a bunch of stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a great name. Pebbles. But no one's supposed to like Dudley anyway. You're not supposed to like him. I know I'm not supposed to like him. They should have given him a better name, like Finnegan, and then people would have been like, maybe I'm into this guy. And then You're we not supposed to be into him. 
I know, but that's not how you write a book where it's just so heavy. Okay, when you write your book, we'll talk about your book. All right. Well, get me a van. Anyway, so you talk about how it was the worst place you could be after being orphaned as a child. But it was the only place he could have been and still been protected. And Dumbledore explains this later is that because his mom died out of love for him, that love was carried over to her sister, Petunia, his aunt, and that was the only thing kind of protecting him before he could go to Hogwarts at age 11. Force field of love. That's Mm -hmm. not how love works. It is. Someone dies and they physically transfer it to the next of kin? That's that's absurd. Hmm. That's how how it went. This feels like a classic reverse engineering. How does J.K. Rowling explain this plot hole she put? He's living with the wrong family. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a plot hole. I I wouldn't call it a... Pothole. I wouldn't call it much of anything. His, also, she passed on the love, but they kept him under the stairs. Oh, yeah, they weren't loving people. <laughs> okay. Right. That's the weird thing. The love belongs to Petunia, but she's really mean to him because she doesn't actually love him. Makes no sense. I think she does love him in a sick way. She, Petunia was also very, very jealous of Lily, her sister Harry's mom. She got to be a wizard, and that was part of the animosity towards Harry. I guess if someone may, yeah, Lily's a much prettier flower than Petunia, so I get the the jealousy. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the name Petunia. Lily. Try it. Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, my liver's a pool after all of these. Um, our sponsor today is Fresh Coast Juicy Pale Ale. So, moving past the Mugger World, what's the next? What's the next fact? Old Chucky Pants got wrong here. So you mentioned. The prophecy in book five. That was about all you mentioned in book five was what you called the orb. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. <laughs> that was pretty accurate. There, was, like there a, was an orb? It was like a big, clear marble that had a sentence inside of it. Well, so that was the original reason this prophecy, why Voldemort wanted to kill Harry in the first place, was because of this prophecy. And so that was what was so administrative out of book five, was you kind of connecting the dots and why... Voldemort wanted to kill Harry in the first place and what they need to do here on out to get rid of Voldemort and all this stuff. So well before Harry was born, Professor Trelawney, who they actually meet in book three. An Italian man? No, a woman. Okay. Women can be professors now, huh? Women can can be Italian now, too? I don't know what her ethnicity was, but she made a prophecy (laughs) that was something along the lines of a boy born at this certain time, so the end of July, because that's when Harry was born. I was born in early July. Oh, very good. I believe it was July 31st, this is his birthday, and was going to be half-blooded, so half-wizard, half-muggle, would have the power to defeat Voldemort. Uh It didn't name Harry, but he being Voldemort, assumed that that meant Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and so he felt he needed to kill Harry, so the one person who had the power to defeat him could have was just been wiped out Harry? as a baby. Well, Voldemort made it Harry. It could have been Neville Longbottom. That was one of the... Oh. books. Book six was Half-Blood Prince, and I mean, it could have it could have been anybody who was half-blooded and born at the end of July, but he assumed it to be Harry Potter. And, and that so made it Harry, Harry Potter. Yeah. I feel like there's so many more people than that could possibly... They were like, we narrowed it down to two Oh, I'm just giving Neville as an example. All right, but well, still. There's only like four schools. How many are born in the end of July and Half-Blood? I guess. I bet it's a, ha- it's a small Well, handle. Harry's parents were also very involved in the movement trying to overthrow Voldemort and his Death Eaters. So he probably assumed that just based on his connection, he now, was a good candidate. why were the Death Eaters in the prison? They're like bad, but they're also like keeping bad guys? We talked about that a little, right? That was confusing. Oh, right, yeah. So you brought up Azkaban. So book three, Prisoner of Azkaban. Voldemort really wasn't in book three at all. It was all about 
his uncle Sirius Black, who for most of the book you think is bad. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the it's prisoner of Azkaban. Poor writing. You name the guy Old Man. That's the last name you give him. J.K. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Doesn't so, that sound like a, a bad porn? Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh. Uh huh. Gary right. Oldman uh, and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Right, it's just Gary Oldman with like those spirally eyes looking at a, a donk. <laughs> and by donk, I mean Hermione, because no one said she couldn't be black. It could be a Hismione. She didn't even specify. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So you brought up how Azkaban was run by bad people mm-hmm. and had bad people in it. Well, I mean, it was the wizard prison. So whether or not it was run by bad people, I'm assuming it was just a branch of the Ministry of Man- Magic. So if you want to talk about being run by bad people, that's... A bigger conversation. I think about the prison industrial complex. That you want to have that convers- conversation today? today? No. <laughs> We've yeah. brought in our fourth correct fourth guest of the pod, uh, warden of was no, I don't know. Who um, but the Dementors were the guards of Azkaban, and at one point you said, "Ah, oh, they they didn't really do anything too bad, but they sucked your soul out." Oh yeah, they did like sucking souls. So they suck souls. But, hey, that's the prison industrial people complex. trying to break in. Because they're bad. They're, wait, is Voldemort and Dementors, or did he have another type of bad dudes? So Dementors weren't really run by Voldemort until the, they kind of joined his forces towards the end of the series. They were just kind of the guards of Azkaban. Uh-huh. And so they kept people in there because just being around a Dementor made you feel sad and like you'd never feel happy again, as Ron put it in one of the books. Um, guys got away with And words. if you tried to escape, <laughs> I see why you had a crush out of soul out. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> he said things like, never be happy again. All right. Um, so they didn't really have faces. They kind of look like skeletons. I mean, very cloaked. Gary Oldman turns out figures. to be Gary Goodman. Yeah, so he escapes. Um, He's the first person to ever escape Azkaban be because Gary Coleman. He, he is an no animagus. Soul. What does that mean? So you had questions about Peter Pettigrew, the guy who was uh-huh. a mouse. Peter Pettigrew, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I think he was a rat, but I'll let you. Rat. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. You can correct me on that one. Boom. <laughs> Peter Pettigrew, James Potter, Harry's dad, mm-hmm. Sirius Black, and uh, the werewolf. All played on a football team. <laughs> what was his name? The werewolf? Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo. You know who I'm talking about. I'll think of it later. They were all best friends growing up. And Michael so, because the you know, werewolf was a, was a werewolf. Who was a werewolf? He, oh, I can't. The Lupin. Werewolf. Lupin. Professor Lupin. Lupin. Old Loopy. He had to turn into a werewolf every month. So, his friends, James, Peter, and Sirius, decided to train themselves to be animaguses. So, when he would turn into a werewolf every month, they would also transform into animals so he wouldn't be alone. Oh, this oh, is wow. silly as hell. What a, talk about friendship. So James, you gotta you gotta admit this is a dumb part of the This book. is beautiful. So James, Harry's dad, his animagus would be a stag, which interestingly enough, Harry's Patronus to defeat the Dementors is so, a stag. So interesting. It's and that's because Harry's mom didn't want to go to prom right. with Harry's dad. He had to go solo. Oh, okay. Peter was a rat. That should have been... He was a fink. Yeah, that mm-hmm. should have been their first clue that he was no good. Double timer, did he rat, actually? Yeah, and you never brought that, that up, actually. But he ratted. You oh, had asked. Rat you had Black? asked. Is that what happened? He ratted out James and Lily, his, their location. Gary Oldman? Okay. No, so everyone thought it was Gary Oldman, Sirius Black, who had ratted out James and Lily's location to Voldemort because mm-hmm. they had gotten wind that... Voldemort wanted to kill Harry, so they were in hiding and had all these protections and spells over their home. And so the one person that everybody assumed would know their location was going to be Sirius. So instead, 
they tricked everyone and said, no, we'll tell Peter Pettigrew instead because nobody will guess that we would tell Peter Pettigrew. I see. And so this Peter hole is deep. Peter Pettigrew is the one at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Who run, who ratted out James and Lily's location and Harry's to Voldemort. Everybody thought it was serious. But it wasn't that serious at all because mm-hmm. Voldemort lost in the end. So all's well that ends well. In the end, after many, many years of mm-hmm. triumph over Harry and his juvenile friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all show their children. An 11-year-old defeating the most evil creature in the world? Oh, my God. Yeah, would that be... would only happen six more times. And... That happens in every movie. But what makes it scary in the other movies is that the adults don't believe them, which is ch- every child's fear. Oh, they I... didn't. They didn't believe him for a while when they thought Voldemort was back. Oh. At the end, the ministry was like, nope, absolutely not. Everything is fine. And then it wasn't fine and Voldemort was back. Mm-hmm. That was also book five. Again, one of the more boring in my opinion. It turns books. out that was an analogy for the housing bubble. Ah, the housing crash. Michael Lewis wrote the uh, fifth book, actually. Yeah. That's why it falls a little, little stale. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Michael Lewis is. He wrote Mortgage-Backed Securities. The Big Short. So... We didn't go in as much depth, but I think there was maybe one or two mistakes there, Tops. I mean, yeah, a lot of these are really piddly things that you said. But important things that tie back, and that, and that being things like, oh, why could Harry talk to snakes? One of you had brought oh, up. Oh, boy. So he... Could he? Yeah. yeah. So Harry was a parcel tongue, which means you can talk to snakes. Okay, let's call it is. Doctor Doolittle was Harry Black too. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> hey, she never clarified whether or not he was black. I did not, nor did J.K. <laughs> so Harry could talk to snakes, and everybody assumed it was because he was bad or on Voldemort's side or bringing the new monster in. And book it was a big talk of book two. What's the, the new Chamber monster? That was the basilisk in um, the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, I thought we were talking energy drink, like Barry, like oh. Acacia. Mm-hmm. Harry was doing this whole thing to promote his new line of energy drinks. <laughs> Potter <So>, fuel. <laughs> <laughs> so he could talk to snakes, which he discovered, didn't know how, didn't know why. We'll later find out it's because Harry is actually a horcrux, <laughs> which you really skipped over uh-huh. the in book thing? seven. Only that a... is the entire book seven. I didn't know men could be a horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> I love calling men whores. <laughs> okay, that's fun. Or sluts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Harry, when... What's your mind? That's a conversation for off mic, Adam. Nice boy. So when Voldemort tried to kill Harry, part of his soul rebounded and then embedded itself in Harry, which we don't find out until the very end of book seven, but that's you can what, kind of infer. That's what a horcrux would say is, oh, I just need a rebound. Yeah. It's like, no, you need to reflect on you before you go <laughs> ruin someone else's life again with your slimy ways, your slithery ways. <laughs> slithery, yeah, just quit, like the basilisk. Quit talking all these snakes and mm-hmm. get, your, get your shit sorted out, you horcrux. <laughs> Yeah, so that's when you talk about how he died at the end of book seven, it wasn't really Harry dying. It was, the way I read it at least, was Voldemort's soul that lived in Harry, a.k.a. his horcrux, died. How convenient. Yeah, that was a little odd. Question for you. Are there vampires in Harry Potter? No. Why is that? Why is there a werewolf? There are werewolves. What? I feel like yeah, I no right. Why? <laughs> you know, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I just tell you. Uh-huh. Well, there are a lot of creatures, but I'm fairly certain there are no vampires. I feel like vampires should have shown up. At I some mean, point. trolls. You got giants. Yeah. You got werewolves. They just leave out those. Yeah. What are the uh, centaurs? They've got centaurs. They've uh-huh. got a ton of stuff. Yes, yeah. stags. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. You got horror cruxes. I bet she forgot about vampires until book four, and then J.K. was like, "Oh, it would be a lot of work to try to pretend." That Were these... there bats? Maybe she felt they'd be redundant. Oh. Uh, I don't remember any bats. There were a lot of spiders because Ron was afraid of spiders. Okay. Also, how come uh, us us Muggle folks we got the courier pigeons? But then these people are using owls. Oh yeah, you brought you brought. Did I bring that up? Wait, in this well, you world, brought up how carrier when pigeons? Do you call them courier pigeons? Courier, I call them carrier. carrier. They're carrier. Courier. Carrier. Mm, I think they're Indian. <laughs> <laughs> There's no degree of cur. It's cur. <laughs> you can't be courier. It's courier, uh, not curry. No, I always I order the. Uh, I order the chicken uh, courier, then just the two last stars. Time? I want the third star. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> the then pigeons. we've done our job. Oh, the right, pigeons right, right. and the owls. So you brought up in book one, pretty fairly early in the podcast, that the U.S. Postal Service was getting bombarded with all these letters <laughs> brought to Harry's aunt and uncle's house. I'm going to skip over U.S. and just assume you... UK spoke, but uh, UK postal service. It was mostly owls. One, one letter off. Owls just bombarding them. They send all their letters via owls. Mm-hmm. Happened to my Jetta the other day. It's covered in white paint. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a bird shit joke. Good for you. <laughs> that joke is for the birds. Oh, that was another thing. So Quidditch. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we, there was no transition there. Mm-hmm. You might want to just fix more that like somehow. fewer transitions, more facts. That was 10% wrong. Less like Quidditch, more like quit it. It's not a real sport. I think it was a super interesting sport. Incorrect. I mean, you got soccer, basketball. Granted, I don't know the rules to either of them. (laughs) But you know this make-believe. And so I remember reading an interview with J.K. once or something along those lines. Where she talked Wait, which about part are you unsure of that you read? Interview, interview. That it was an interview or that it was with J.K. Rowling? <laughs> I either read an interview with somebody or I heard J.K. Rowling doing something. I know she hated writing the Quidditch scenes. She despised it. Okay. But I think she had to keep it in for a good amount. I think she quit writing those Quidditch ones after about book four. I can't remember. I mean, being they were Quidditch all the same thing, if I remember. It was all like, oh my god, and then they're up, and then they're down, and then they're I up, mean, to and her then credit, Harry wins. She, she did a lot with them. You know, he swallows the snitch, and he flies off his broomstick, and someone breaks an arm, and it turns to rubber. He swallowed the snitch. Yeah, that's actually, again, something that is brought back in book seven. That's uh-huh. how he opens. When we find out he's a horcrux. Yeah, pretty much. Like, only a horcrux would swallow the snitch. with that Asian girl. Uh-huh. He never slept with Cho Chang. He was very attracted uh-huh. to Cho Chang, though. Uh-huh. I think we, we, know uh, we had different editions of the novel. Yeah. You, you, you got the, the, bat- the Bachelor version where they just, the camera zooms away. Oh, love Bachelor. If you would do a Bachelor podcast. Oh, right. Not going to happen. No, you only get- anyway, so she had mentioned how she hated writing these Quidditch scenes. They were mm-hmm. the bane of her existence, essentially. But I think that was a really good way to get probably especially boys, because it's all younger children, mm-hmm. into reading it. You know, it's a sport. Mm. It's sport. It's it, It's cool. It's not just for girls. It's... You know, it's something they can kind of relate to and get them hooked on reading. I don't know if guys that suck your soul out and is that for girls? I'm not saying it would would have been just for girls if there was no Quidditch in it, but Yeah, I don't know if like yeah. Well that was the whole the whole JK move was to she was like, I'm gonna wait book four, I'm gonna go JK, I'm a woman this whole time because she wanted people to take her seriously. That's why she didn't put her actual first name, Justine. It's not Justine, it's Joanne or Joanna. 
Joanne, I think. We'll see. Yeah, Forrest Brennan. Hit him with the big stuff. Hit him with the guns. How big is his penis? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't tell me you've never seen Charlie naked. No, I've definitely. Seen I appreciate you. I appreciate you calling it the big stuff and the guns. That's, <laughs> did I call that? Well, I, hit, I specifically right. remember yeah, right. a night where you were just heavily intoxicated and sitting on your bed, completely naked, door wide open. Adam just rocked straight past. Good friend said nothing, just kept walking. Yeah. But. Uh, I don't know what a bad you friend would do. I don't know. I don't know what a good or bad friend would be. Snap a photo. I guess I've never had an actual roommate. I've never had to encounter that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Do you walk around naked nearly as much as Charlie? Charlie walks around naked more than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. I'm aware. At your home and my home. Yeah. I'm not that naked at my home. In your room? Sure, that's my room. My want to be naked. Yeah, it's my house and you're very naked in my house. Sure. I mean, it's fun to be naked everywhere. What does that do to... I feel like... The sexual aspect of things? Does it, yes. Does, does it, it diminish it? Does it make it... Le- does, does How it often down- do I see him naked? It's yes. Sa- does it saturates. add or did... Right. Because I I, it's like it a non-sexy context for being naked. Does that make sex less often or more you know what i mean is it like ooh, the way you i think reach for the remote when you were too naked. many factors to say what has led to less or more sex in a relationship <laughs> <laughs> the way it seemed like you doubled back on on mentioning which direction that went in <laughs> is, this, is this a way you bring up how much i fart anyway um no so we've got i book one pretty much under wraps we've got that one cleared up uh, did I get anything wrong in books two through seven, or are we set? Well, your lack of knowledge or sharing that knowledge, I mean, was problematic I would in say explaining this, the series. This was the longest podcast episode oh, for sure. we and had ever I, done. And here's the thing. I will applaud you on your attempt to cram years worth of JK's life into an hour. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's distracting. I'm going to edit that out. But... <laughs> Yeah, could you not clap in the microphone? Mm-hmm. Run out? Sorry, it's my first time. Yeah, <laughs> most guests do it. All right, so yeah, we. I mean, what about this? I remember towards the end, there oh, was a big tournament. Tell me about this okay, tournament. Okay, but before we talk about the tournament, because I will forget this. Otherwise, Adam, there are school lock-ins. Thank you. I, I went to a school what lock-in. What the fuck were they? I don't think I ever. <laughs> we went. didn't sleep there though. We left at about five in the morning. What? But we the were point we were of, quite literally locked screw? in. Well, I don't know. I had other siblings, so, so I don't think that was going on. Adam bought, brought up on the podcast the idea of locking the entire school. Seniors. We were just seniors. seniors okay. In the gym? I think that's we where they did it. We were throughout the entire school, but I think it, it was, was just, like... It was just yeah. kind of like daring them to see if they would have sex with each other? I don't know. Or there were teachers and staff there. And they had sex right. too? Hence the daring part. If I mean, no we had like different activities like, to do. I mean, there was like scavenger hunts. We had soda pong. Oh, I had a like ton a, of different stuff. I had like a senior night where we like yeah. got big inflatable things and jumped around. But how late were you there? We, I mean, we were quite literally locked into the school. Once you, once we were there, you could not leave until it ended. Well, that's very strange. Yeah. I, mean, I was probably there till like ten or something. I want a beach towel. Still use it today. I want yeah, a you use it as your regular maker. towel, and it hangs over the toilet paper. And oh, isn't that absolutely infuriating? Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he does that. Let's, let's gab like gals here, Brennan. What else do we hate about this Charlie guy? All right, I'm joking. But, <laughs> all right. Okay, so the school lock-in, though, what? <sighs> I don't, I, think I I don't ever hate your theory it, that it was for parents to get hooking oh, up. But, I mean, I had two true. younger siblings, and there's no way that was Parents happening. got a horcrux at two every now and then. <laughs> Segway. 
I did want to bring that up. But anyway, so you talked about that. Was it the Triwizard Tournament you were asking about? Yes. Uh, sure. Yeah. But, well, yeah, you they, called they all... this the Children's Olympics. Yes, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty accurate. Or the Teens Olympics. I guess, like with China, it's the Children's Olympics to begin with, especially if you're talking yeah, about that's uh, these gymnastics. But oh, well. So you had you weren't too wrong, but you left out some important parts about what was going on. So you'd said that first of all, there was only three schools, not four schools, participating, and it was not Russia; it was Bulgaria. And France and Hogwarts. Oh, they were other just countries? Yeah, so the weird part about Hogwarts and then is like, Hogwarts. it was, I mean, you were right in the sense that Finnegan is mm-hmm. from Ireland. There is a character called Finnegan. He is from Ireland and he attends Hogwarts. Huh. Um, Look at me. But other schools that seem to be, you know, Bo Battens was from France and uh, Durmstrang was from Bulgaria. And then they establish in the fourth book. That actually, they should have been going to different schools. Is that no? That's just the other schools that competed oh, in the so trial. Everyone goes to Hogwarts is English or Irish, I guess, or Irish part of the UK, UK. sure, or Great Britain, Wales. Mm, yeah, they're big and blue. But go on. Um. So yeah, you were right about the age restriction. You had to be a certain age. It wasn't every four years. They hadn't had it for a long time, and they decided to bring it back and host it at Hogwarts. And so Harry did not enter his name. But his name was called out anyway. An extra name that wasn't even supposed. No one was supposed to be called as a fourth contestant. Voldemort. Well, did Voldemort put him in? So Voldemort Classic was Voldemort, not around at this point. Okay. Um, I mean, he had his Horcruxes, so his soul was kind of around, but he didn't have some sort of body to be in. But he was technically being held alive through his Horcruxes. So. Let's remember, remember that he had all of his followers, the Death Eaters, mm-hmm. still believing in his cause. And when you bring up the fact With that the, it's very Holocaust, foam fingers on and everything, foam fingers or their tattoos, their moving tattoos on their arms. Yeah, moving tattoos. Mm-hmm. I'd like one of those. Just like those paintings. The paintings. Yeah, the paintings move. I guess it's the same kind of concept. Oh, that would suck. You're a wizard. You get a tattoo, and your tattoo's always like lipping off to you and saying snarky <laughs> things because you get a tattoo that's allowed to move. What was your fault for getting a tattoo of a parrot on your shoulder? Listen, some people make mistakes about the tattoos they get when they're 18, okay? Mm-hmm. You've got a dumb one. but well, It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be much worse. Did you get one of those um, Horcrux stamps? No. Okay. Now it's on my foot. But anyway, so his name's pulled out of the Goblet of Fire. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, title of book four. Mm-hmm. Harry does compete because apparently it's some sort of magical binding contract that once his name is pulled out, he must compete. I don't understand. That part doesn't make I don't sense. get contracts at all, to be honest. I don't get the binding nature of any contract. I get I the binding know. nature of cheese, but beyond that. There are some contracts, like they, I can't remember the exact name, but it was. Are there lawyers in this universe? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. When Harry had to go to court in book five, Dumbledore kind of represented him for him. Mm-hmm. But anyway. That seems like a real conflict of interest thing. You know, like the principal of your school represents you in court? It wasn't a school-related incident. I guess. That's still weird. That's weird as hell. Imagine you go to court for something. But and... you're a kid. You're supposed to represent yourself. No, you're supposed to get a professional lawyer. You're I don't know that there the, are lawyers in this universe. You're not supposed to have the principal of the school be like, oh, I'm pretty good pals with this kid. I'll I'll just go to court with them. Anyway, so Triwizard Tournament's going on. They've got their competitions. You did bring up the dragons. It is insane that they were having these children defeat dragons, mm-hmm. breathing underwater. You're, until you're old enough to have sex with a princess... As a reward, you shouldn't be fighting a dragon. <laughs> That's a good point. Wait, what world is this? 
When you slay a dragon, you also oh, like you get to have sex with a princess. That's, have sex with a princess. That's and in the contract of. I guess then the fairy tale. If a dragon dies by the hand of a child who does not have sex with a princess mm-hmm. immediately following, that dragon has died in vain. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get to have sex with a princess, what you do is you go to court, you bring your principal, and he argues that that princess has to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Dumbledore was way more of a principal, more than a principal. Yeah, and that's uncomfortable. Actually, this is where it comes in. Dumbledore, uh, when people weren't around, princess. Well, he uh, was he was gay. In the private, really? Yeah. yeah. Not was that I'm another, saying gay men was, are princesses, but what, what, <laughs> <laughs> was this another like JK's? Like I never said Dumbledore wasn't gay. I mean, there. No, 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 no. This was more of play like basketball. Everyone, I'm guessing, who read it was cut dog. Airbud. Oh, okay. I mean, this was more of a, like, eh, he's probably gay when you're reading the book. And then afterwards, Wait, she tweets, yes, Dumbledore is gay and he's I magnificent. I don't like that Dumbledore, or that J.K. Rowling gets to just add details to the book she I failed to mention. I can't, her own universe. She created everything for so many children. What if she tweeted out right now, like, Harry Potter uses the N-word when he sings along to rap music? She wouldn't do that. <laughs> Would you just be like, okay, well, I guess I'll... I also don't go on I mean, Twitter, so it really fair, flip me. a coin. As far as white people that actually, like, sing all of the lyrics, sure. I feel like you heads or tails on that. Yeah. Privacy of your own car. So, try was a tournament. You brought... I was bringing it back to the Voldemort part. So, he's got his tattooed uh, Death Eaters. Do you recall the Polyjuice potion of book two that you did not mention ah the old polyjuice i drank a little too much in my uh, freshman year of college you know what I'm saying? that's so where my liverpool some... comes from it's full of polyjuice <laughs> <laughs> you make this potion you add some element like hair or whatever of a person you want to hair be. is not on the periodic table of elements that i was ever taught <laughs> <laughs> all of it 244 hr it wasn't great in chemistry but anyway you can become that person for a period of time okay one of these death eaters does that to Mad-Eye Moody, who you do bring up as being a character in, in Bruges, but that's about all you mention in him. Mm-hmm. Great a, movie. supposed to be a teacher. The actor or the character? Like, he's a name? Okay. He's the one who's hanging out in the hotel room with Colin Farrell. Okay. Colin Farrell played Harry Potter in the Harry Potter series. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, moving forward. You gotta roll. Uh, you gotta roll. He, <laughs> so, this Death Eater uses Polyjuice Potion to be Mad-Eye Moody for the entire year of Harry's fourth year at Hogwarts. And so he put Harry's name in the Goblet of Fire Mm. in this whole attempt to get him to the final contest, which is the maze. Where did real Mad-Eye go? He was in the bottom of this really large was he locked in a trunk? Well. trunk? He was locked in a trunk that, for one book. Yeah. Like the trunk of a car? The boot? It was like a trunk, like a traveling he trunk. He was gotcha. locked in JK's van. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> and so he Long had to get to weed. the end of this maze. The end of the maze where you touched the trophy was a port key. And a port key is a mad, it's just an item that you touch and it transports you to somewhere specific. Mm. And mm. so it transports him to this yard of a house. Everywhere where, specific. Uh, they kill <laughs> Cedric <point>. Diggory. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I guess like a country is not specific. Yeah, but, but if you're standing yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, I mean, it's set to take you to Kay. a place. Mm-hmm. And so it takes him and Cedric who... Wasn't supposed to touch it, but also touched it because they decided to win together to this graveyard mm. where there are some uh, Death Eaters waiting to create a new Voldemort. And so they they do. And now Voldemort is reborn into a new and they body. they watch this happen. Yeah. Do they, do they know that they're there? 
Yeah, he knows. They know. They're do, they're Voldemort like, hey, kills, look at this shit. Or, they, or someone kills Cedric Diggory. They're making eye yeah, contact they just with immediately Harry murder they, Cedric Diggory. Yeah, right? poor him. Oh, that's the other kid with him? Mm-hmm. Oh, Finnegan, guy. as he's more commonly known. Mm-hmm. Well, you ask if there were vampires. I mean, he was the guy who played the vampire in Twilight. Oh. Same guy. The little pale guy? Yeah, same oh. guy. Team uh, one of them. Team Edward. Mm-hmm. Edward. <laughs> I know a lot about preteen novels. Team Squidward over here, baby. Honk. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. So then they uh, then they kill well, Harry. And that's... No, they didn't kill Harry. They killed Cedric. Okay. You gotta give me a minute. This yeah, that's fine. This is daunting for me. <laughs> oh. So your one sentence about book three, or I'm sorry, book six was Half Blood Prince, mm-hmm. and that was at Snape, Professor Snape, who we assume is a bad guy for. Pretty much the entire series kills Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Did I mention that I opened up for my brief stint in a metal band? We opened up a show with that right when the book came out. Someone mentioned to us, <gasps> and so I opened the show with like, "You are horrible." It was kind of cool. I was like, "Hey, by the way, everyone, Snape kills Dumbledore," <laughs> and then started screaming into the song. <laughs> I would have been fun. so mad. I'm pretty sure someone on Twitter ruined the season of The Bachelor for me, and I don't know who this person is, but I will never forgive them. Mm. I. uh I was uh, messing with a dude who worked at like the concession stand at the pool. He was older than me, Jake DeBacher. Sounds like I called. I called him up and pretended that I was reading a page out of the last Harry Potter novel, which I was just making up. Mm-hmm. That was like talking about how Harry died, and he hung up the phone on me, but was pissed. And then I got to that part in the novel, and I was like, "Oh my god, Harry does die!" I actually did ruin the book for him, and then Harry undies. Oh, okay. Pretty cruel. Oh uh, yeah, it was not. He was older than me, so I feel like I'm allowed to be mean to him. That's uh, I, I was he that. mean to you? I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was like he was like a junior in high school, and I was a freshman, so I was. Why were you calling him? I don't think you get to be remember. mean to an older kid for like, oh, they're fat, or no, you know. But if it comes to like, I'm going to spoil your book. I think my friends and I made fun of him because he had a job. And so he was like working and we'd be like, that was my biggest fear. I didn't have a job for the longest time because imagining seeing someone while I was at work was very embarrassing for me. Oh, I had it made for that. I worked at a private club. Nobody was ever there. Uh, So you guys felt the same way, right? I wouldn't want to serve my classmates for sure. Right. Okay. But even like a a grocery store, you check them out. Yeah. It just feels like you're, you're being, you're, you're working for them. It feels like shackled. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm with you. Feels like you're in a zoo. Yeah. I'm like a uniform and mm-hmm. I had a, the ugliest polo. They did make me wear a leopard leopard print unitard at my first job. So I, I didn't feel store. like the zoo. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Snape kills Dumbledore and Snape tries to have Dumbledore. sex with James's wife. But Snape's somehow not bad. Right? Well, so yeah. So we assume essentially that Snape is villainous for most of the series. He dissects frog. He, he is mean time, to right? Harry. He is very mean to Harry. He's very unprofessional. Like you can't he's objectively like a bad teacher. Like someone yeah. who should be fired for his conduct towards his students. Eh, also okay. he's in charge of the group of kids who are all Slytherin. bad people. Don't let me forget to talk about the houses at the end. You can talk about it right now. No, but we gotta talk about this first. Cause you think you say that Snape kills Dumbledore for a wand. So he kills him essentially to prove to Voldemort that he is on Voldemort's side 
and not Dumbledore's. But Dumbledore had planned it out with him the whole time. Dumbledore was ready to die. He was, I mean, Ooh, like well over 100 years old. Notorious D-U-M-B-L-F-O-R-E in this one chapter. Yeah, so he kills him. And so he proves his loyalty to Voldemort, essentially, though it was really a trick. You bring up the wand, which is a good point, in that Dumbledore had the Elder Wand. It's got a good point. And so Snape was the rightful owner of the Elder Wand because he defeated Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. The Elder Wand is important because it's one of the three Deathly Hollows, which you really didn't talk about. Okay, it's not, it's it's important. It's important. You didn't really talk about it. And it's the title of the seventh book, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Mm -hmm. You said, the other two? Elder Wand, Charlie said it was the Sorcerer's Stone, which was destroyed in book one. Okay. There was a cloak involved. The invisibility cloak, which Harry did get at a young age because he was the descendant of the original Peveril brothers. All right. And then there's the resurrection stone, which can bring back your dead loved ones, but they're not like in human form. Is this what someone from another country feels like when they move? Like, I feel like I came to somewhere where everyone knows just this history, this oral history that... Right. Okay. It is concerning how people will like, you know, what Harry descended from the what? Who's the Peveril brothers? Okay, but uh, God, I, believe is, me, I wish. Who was the president my, in the fifties? I have Name no one idea. I <laughs> believe me, I wish my knowledge was more useful, but this is what I got. All right. So those are the, the Deathly Hollows that that Book Seven is based off of. Um, that was that was mostly what I wanted to talk about. Uh, for that, but okay. So my main question that I what was third? You got cloak, elder wand, the resurrection stone. stone. Okay, I missed that part. Yeah, that All brings right. back your dead loved ones, which he does get to like see everyone that's died that he loves before he goes in. Okay, and essentially knows he's about to die. And mm-hmm. we call those uh, I pictures. My biggest question for this podcast. I want to ask a question. Uh oh. What house would you be in? Oh, I'm a classic Ravenclaw. Oh, okay. Um, I believe I've been insulted enough in my life. Um, I don't know. It's a common insult to say, what would I, you tell me what I'd be. I don't know. I didn't watch. That's why I asked my friend over here. You're probably a Hufflepuff. See, that's it's not a bad thing. Insult- yeah, yeah, and I would actually say I might be a Hufflepuff. I'm either a Hufflepuff Wait, or a Ravenclaw. Wait, isn't that what people get made fun of for? They're like, oh, you'd be a Hufflepuff, you yeah. nerd. Well, Cedric Diggory so was in Hufflepuff and he was in the Triwizard Tournament. Why, so why, why, why would I be a Hufflepuff? I don't know. Well, so Hufflepuff are like nice, kind, humble. They can be a little silly. You know what? Fun. Mark the sure. Ravenclaws. I'm I'm in Hufflepuff with that. Yeah, Ravenclaws are supposed to be wise and. Can we eat cream puffs in uh, Hufflepuff? I'm a cream puff fan. I'd do that. So you're just blatantly. And I don't mean the way that Dumbledore Gryffindor. meant it. I'm not. I'm not a Gryffindor. And Slytherin. You're a Gryffindor, and uh, I mean that as an insult if I can. Why? I don't know. So but, I would like to think I was a Gryffindor, but I. I'm afraid I, I I'm afraid I would be in Slytherin. You two are in a relationship, and I mean that as an insult if I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be a Hufflepuff. I don't give a shit. I don't. There's nothing wrong with being a Hufflepuff. It sounds dumb. Yeah, we're Hufflepuffs. HP. They're the least talked about by far. Ooh, new fan theory. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter stands for well, Hufflepuff. That, that was something you didn't bring up. Was that Harry? Harry was a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. But largely due to the fact that he chose to be in Gryffindor. Oh, because that hat was like, yeah, just pick where you want to be. I think the sorting hat was going to put him in Slytherin. And he was like, please not Slytherin. Please don't put me in Slytherin. And he's like, why? And so he put him in Gryffindor. Interesting. I didn't know it was a choice. 
It's not for anybody but Harry, but that kid mm-hmm. gets a uh, special privilege. No okay. one probably ever asked before. I bet people ask. Maybe, but we wouldn't know. Every time I put a hat on, I start talking to it. Your grandpa's hat's still in my car. That really little tiny rinky-dink hat. All right, well, mm-hmm. the fans a rinky-dinky-dink. Here's something you, you got really wrong. It's mm-hmm. not super important to the actual story, but um, you said that Harry has one child at the end where they go 19 years later after Voldemort's Ooh, killed. Like the Sandlot where it's like uh, yeah. Smalls. You, did I mention that? I mentioned the Sandlot. <laughs> it's the only movie I know that really followed now, up with uh, everyone. Who has seven children? Smalls and Wendy Peppercorn. Oh. Who was really robbing the cradle. I don't know when they got together, but Wendy Peppercorn was a, she had a good nine years on Smalls, right? <sighs> nine? She was maybe she not. was like a woman. She was a busty lifeguard. Well, women do mature faster than men. I guess they bust up pretty quick, but I would use that excuse too if uh, I got my hands on someone as great as Smalls. <laughs> I don't know how he spun that one. He like barfed water in her mouth, made out with her. Well, that, that was barfed a water moment. in her mouth. Do you want to share what you did that, on that our real what, second date? All right, let's uh, wrap the podcast here. Um, the listeners got to know what happened. I coughed in her mouth. In my mouth. Okay, date two. Like, were you at the restaurant still? No, no. This was just a morning of day two. All right. Well, oh, interesting. No date one ended with a real uh, open crux, ended, huh? if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, I cut the first part. That's fine. Uh, is there anything else we need to address? I mean, the biggest thing you did was just not talk about other books. You talked about book one for half the pod. And again, I understand it was a daunting task taking on seven a, large novels. but Yeah, there was, we burned through about 3,500 pages there. And uh, good on us. Well, anything you want to plug over there? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> you got any stakeouts coming up? No stakeouts. I just okay. go, uh, do what I got to do, you know? All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Brenna. Charlie's uh, going to go reflect on a lot of things Ooh. and the implications of what we talked about in his social life. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>